Yeah, I found this uh, piece that I had uh, written pre-pandemic when I visit churches. Uh, I think about my history and where I was raised and how I grew up and what maybe informs what I do. Um, so I thought I would I would share this with you. I am uh, Pentecostal raised, but grounded in the culture and ethic of the Mennonites. Uh, I have a belief in pacifism, but knowing that we are in a full-out spiritual war. Uh, I found community with the Fellowship Baptists, and that's where I met the Holy Spirit. I went to university to learn to love Christians in the midst of theological differences with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, and then I learned to mind the depths of worship with the vineyard. I, uh, I gained a generous orthodoxy with the brethren. I trained as a Catholic educator and learned to love liturgy. Then returned to the Fellowship Baptist to live in the balance of word and spirit. I love all our differences. As we work out our faith with fear and trembling, I believe God is real. His son saved us and his spirit is alive and active. And I believe that God has a word for us this morning that will help us in our faith journey. And if you all are with me, you can say amen. How many people have never seen hip-hop performed live before? Never seen hip-hop performed live before? Okay, so y'all are my favorite people. Absolutely my favorite people. Um, I believe this. I believe the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And um, there is so much music and poetry in Scripture. Uh, one of my, my friends who did a Ph.D. in this subject um, connects hip-hop freestyle to Old Testament prophecy. Now, if you're unfamiliar with hip-hop freestyle, this is how... I sort of came up and it was unintentional. So I was a DJ at a college radio station when I was in university. Uh, and the, I played a hip, I had a hip hop show. The hip hop community was so tight that if you had a show, it didn't matter if, if they knew you or not, but the MCs would flock to your show to freestyle on your show. It was just a thing. So I reserved five to 10 minutes at the end of my show. I'd have instrumental beats, no words going on. And I learned to mix the beats together so that the MCs could come up and start rhyming off the top of their head, communicating something and some message, whether it was about their class they just went to, what they were going through emotionally, or just making words connect in a fun way. They would make it up as they went along. They call that off the top, like off the top of the head or freestyle. So in the Old Testament, sometimes the, um, people would come to the prophets and say, do you have a word from the Lord? And the prophet would say, Give me some music. And then they would provide the prophecy, right? That's like, that's the equivalent of give me a beat, right? As an MC, that's what I, I, I resonate with. Give me a beat. So, uh, as a DJ, I was doing this and, and then, uh, one time I was visiting another show and just was sitting in the back and other MCs were freestyling and all of a sudden I stepped up to the mic and did for the first time live on the air, uh, off the top. And I got this, wow. You should be doing more of this. You have something to say. Uh, and I, I took that instance and I went home to my room and closed my door and prayed to my God who's unseen. I put on a beat and the Holy Spirit hit me and boom, this chance to pray in rhyme, uh, came out. And, um, that was, yeah, in the early, it was in the mid aughts. Uh, I put out my first record in 2007 and my first, that was also my first year that I was a high school teacher full time. And I've been sort of doing both in some degree 
and just trying to express myself. I find the music is a way for me to connect with God. It is my prayer. Um, I also hear God in the music. And when I'm blessed, I wake up and there's a song in my heart. Not necessarily something original, but maybe something the Lord's been singing over me as a way to start my day. And so that that is the music side of it. And, uh, yeah, I also use it to sort of investigate progress spiritually, right? And communicating with the Lord and praying and, uh, and learning my favorite songs from my youth are the ones of, uh, of Psalms, right? Uh, I, you know, remember my mom listening to worship music, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? And it's funny when I read the scripture, I can hear the songs that have been sung. What a great ministry for people that can turn, Song, a scripture into song as a way of writing it on our hearts. And I guess that's just the way that it, it does for me. When I read the scripture, I find a gravitational pull towards certain books. I love reading about Moses. I, I can tell you a little bit why, but I just sort of come back to this. I, uh, I'm a multi-ethnic person, um, which, which hence, which means this is why you get the Pentecostal and the Mennonite. That's, it's cause there's, um, uh, multicultural, multiple cultures in my, in my family. Um, I see Moses as such, right? Living in this one, live, being a part of one, uh, culture and ethnicity and being, and being raised in another. Um, Isaiah, I'm pulled to Isaiah and the heaviest one is the Psalms. I just, yeah, I just love the Psalms. And the more I read, the more I live, the more I see and hear um, the emotional authenticity that is within it, that you have seen on the screen and we have sung. Um, the prayer, Rochelle singing some of my favorite songs in the worship team, um, and the scripture, I just kind of, I just kind of want to drop the mic. Like this is, this is it. This is the human experience. So this is what resonates a lot with me is the crying out to God in the midst of difficult circumstance. Haven't we been through some difficult circumstance? Now I'm going to say we, and then we're going to contextualize it more individually. Um, but let's start with we, uh, in March, I was reflecting on, especially at March break, because I'm a high school teacher. These are my summer clothes, by the way. That's, uh, that's all I've got. Um, March break equals two years since the first North American shutdown, right, for the pandemic. And as, as some of our social reality has changed from March till now, masking in some places, not in others. I've been in school. I'm in a school of 2,300 uh, people, 2,400 people. Uh, and as we sort of tried to negotiate what does masking look like in a group that size, we are starting to see some changes in the way we interact socially. And that's actually opened up some of the dialogue I've been able to have with people. And I all have to say this is that in March break, I thought about, you know, it's been two years and talking to people, where were you when these shutdowns began? It's the first time I've had those kinds of conversations with people outside of my family, right? As we, start to figure out ways to reconnect socially. So I'm hearing other people's stories and the collective theme I'm hearing is loss. A myriad of small things that we were not able to experience as the world changed. 
I ran across an article from the New York Times by Tara Parker Pope from March 2021, so a year into our shutdown and, um, and a year ago, that was titled, It's Okay to Grieve the Small, Lo- the Small Losses of a Lost Year. And what Parker Pope noticed was in engaging people around discussions of what has your experience been or what, yeah, what has your experience been, they get, you know, I've lost things, but I can't complain. You know, I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, I know I should count my blessings. And they're working in comparing their losses to the loss of life that we have seen on our screens. And we mitigate these things at least in our own mind. I'm part of a group of Ontario teachers who are hip-hop practitioners. There are a number of elements of hip-hop culture, including breakdance, graffiti art, DJing, uh, rapping, and emceeing. We call ourselves the hip-hop educators. We released our first song in October 2019, and we're meeting, finally, because we are all across the province, meeting finally in the first Saturday of March break 2020 to gather and write music together, record music together. And that was snuffed out like that. We've only met actually in person uh, once in these two, twice actually in these two years, both outside when we can, right? Still missing that connection. And yet at the same time I've released an album and we've been trying to continue to work together, but missing those connections. Right? Where, where were you when? What about folks that have had altered wedding plans in the last two years or missed athletic competitions or their graduating year of school has been significantly altered or they love volunteering and have missed opportunities or don't get to connect with people, have travel plans canceled, loss of time with their grandchildren, um, maybe trying for a child and having a lost year of efforts in fertility. Uh, unfortunately, in, in some of my circles, cancer diagnoses within the last two years um, or disintegrating marriages. I heard it said very early within our experience of the pandemic, um, two, one or two months in, that this is a season of grief is something that I had not really considered. And what does it mean then to grieve um, and grieve healthily? In the article, there's a discussion about not ranking your losses in comparison with one another, right? That it's, that it's okay to grieve those things that you lost, even if you consider them, if, sorry, even if you compare them as a relatively small, they're still significant. Parker Pope interviewed a woman named Rayanne Schultz from Minnesota who worked through these reactions. I thought I was lucky. I haven't lost a loved one. I haven't lost a wedding or a graduation or a job. I haven't lost my health. So why do I feel terrible? She went on to say, I've lost vacations and concerts and hockey games and festivals. And maybe by themselves, none of these things matter so much, certainly in the face of so much grief and loss. I realize now how fortunate I am, but what is life if not a collection of small joys. And taken together, maybe my loss is not so small after all. What I have noticed in my experience in two years is that there have been these moments where my spirit, 
my brain and my body have let me know <laughs> that there is grieving to be done. Sometimes I am paying attention, and sometimes it is in not an explosion, but a meltdown, so to speak. Right? June 2020, trying to teach online school with my kids at online school, and it just a week and a half since George Floyd was murdered, and paying attention to that, the grief came out one morning before school. Wow, I wasn't paying attention. I was even sad about that studio session that we had missed out in March 2020. I had never given myself permission to grieve. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. These losses keep coming. We've talked, we've, the, the great work that's happening in helping people that are dealing with great loss in Ukraine this has, has shaken us. And it has also highlighted conflicts in other areas of the world that we weren't paying attention to before. The losses keep coming. My, my friend, my cousin, I call her cousin Joy, um, coined the term to me, trauma tired. Trauma tired. A bone weariness as we experience and attempt to process the countless issues that we've been dealing with. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I hold within myself uh, a challenge when the storms come, you know, your character is revealed. What is my posture? That's the challenge I've always sort of held. What's my posture? I want to talk about a little bit of that today, but I want to do it through music. If the Lord hears his people when he calls for help in Psalm 34 and is close to the brokenhearted, we recognize this tension of in-between. These moments in the middle. The Lord is our shelter. Yet the pain is very real. The scriptures hold many examples of people processing their pain. And maybe there's some that you resonate with. I think about Joseph a lot. Right? Joseph experienced the consequences of other people's sin. The jealousy of his brother's the power hungriness um, and unhealthy sexuality. Were it not for these sins, where would his life be? Did God intend for that to happen? Did all of it happen for a reason? Well, we can talk about that. When I think about the, my own pain in my life, I'm not so sure that God intended for me to grow up in a broken home or intended for my father to be so broken that he could not parent and actually did a lot of damage, so much so that he's not in my life anymore. I don't think that was intentional. But like Joseph, I've seen God repurpose my pain. And I'm going to rest in that. I've seen God repurpose my pain. Maybe it's Elijah so weak and broken, maybe he was depressed. Maybe he was suicidal. We know that he was done. God brings him back. The psalmists, plural, so much pain and their posture is towards God. God is present in these moments and does not diminish our emotions, even though our feelings can be fickle. So I wrote some songs out of this tension. Our grief, our loss, our weariness. I call, I call them for myself dispatches from the in-between. 
turning our heads to God and crying out for rescue, even in the moments where we're not sure that we're being heard. Sometimes music can help us in that, and music can help us heal. So what I've done is created some music that resonates to the, the best of what I enjoy about music, which is space. And so there are going to be points in the tunes today where there is space for you to connect with God in whatever way that is, whatever has been brought up through scripture or worship or anything that I'm saying or what the spirit is doing, that you would be able to do business with God. That's what I like to say at church. Don't go home until you've done business with God. I'm hoping for the Lord's mighty hand in your life. And I know that, um, and, and maybe something gets brought up that needs addressing. Find a friend, a caring neighbor, church leaders, the prayer corner that is, um, that is here. I believe the power of prayer is here, is here. I'm going to provide moments to sit and just sort of soak it in. Um, it's not just about uh, me rapping and entertaining, but more about another form of connection uh, with God so that um, God can do good work. Now, if you haven't heard rap performed, um, I'm going to say some poetry in rhyming rhythmic lines. Um, the words are going to be up here for the, you to follow along, um, if that is helpful for you. The first song that we're, I'm going to do is called Carry Me. And my friend Jeanette has a nice refrain or at the beginning, of, or a nice verse at the beginning of the song that I'm just going to sit and let be. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of the psalmist of being honest about where we are. Um, and so we will play some music and see what the Lord does. Feeling treason when seeing is believing. Please don't let me go. I am so tired of asking, aware of all my lacking. Your hope is everlasting. Please don't let me go. And even the do- uh, your loving father doting a home for all my roaming. Please don't let me go. And even in division, your love remains persistent. I want to be committed. Lord, help my indecision. Carry me through the pain of this day. Everlasting anchor, you laugh in the face of waves, calming storms that we've nicknamed fear. Grace a rudder, gently setting new courses, promising presence from storm to storm. 
Your worth is not in the keeping me from trouble, but in the confident hand that will never steer me wrong. You carry me. tears for food while my enemies continually taunt me saying where is this god of yours my heart is breaking as i remember how it used to be i walked among the crowds of worshipers leading a great procession to the house of god singing for joy giving thanks amid the sound of celebration why am i so discouraged why is my heart so sad you know what's interesting is that the, it's the outside voice of accusation that like, God, where's God? Why is he not showing up for you when things are going wrong? Is that not the voice of the accuser or the voice of people that don't know the goodness of God? Like we are in a broken world. We uh, have our own sin and we are subject to the consequences of other people's sin. God is present. God says that, um, that he will walk with us. And it is the outside voice or the accusing voice that says, God doesn't have your back. All of a sudden, it's a faith struggle. Will God come through for me? This is why we share testimony. This is why we encourage one another with the works that that God has done in our lives, right? This is why we speak them out, right? And sharing one generation to another. Do we remember that God is faithful and that God is faithful in a world full of brokenness? A struggle that I have been going through where I receive that accusation is uh, I mentioned that I have five kids. Um, we had two and prayed really hard. Should we have a third one? Um, and we got a bulk discount. We got three kids at one time. It was, uh, it was a unique experience. <laughs> One that's hard to share with people. I think people that have multiples are like kind of in a club and we can uh, share our stories and resonate. But uh, I have uh, my oldest is 13, then 11, and then the triplets are going to turn eight in October. So it's been uh, eight plus years if you include the high risk pregnancy of uh, a lot of stress. And that that you think that would be enough, but there have been work trials and all and 
potential moving and all this all this kind of stuff that has happened to us in this time. Um, and I would say that my, my brain's kind of fraying, you know, there's some graying and then there's been some fraying and it's been an interesting season. So the voice of the accuser says, when I end my day dog tired, I'm so worn. Have I been relying on the Holy spirit? Am I relying, am I relying on myself and my own strength or is this just hard work? My wife and I, we, we hike with the kids, which has been great. And we were out in, we were in Milton and one of the conservation areas, maybe Rattlesnake Point, where it's up high overlooking all of this and, and thinking about the challenge it is to hike up. And we are getting there and look on overlooking, um, some beautiful scenery and, and, my wife says to me, you know, God's saying like, it's beautiful and it's hard. This is just where we are. I'm so thankful that God promises presence. But it's a test of faith. In Genesis 15, the Lord gives a word to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. You're a very great reward. But Abram says, sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? You have given me no children. See, Abram was given a promise. And listen, you have to trust me. I've had toddlers in my home for, I've had some form of toddlers in my home for like nine years. Right? We're out of the toddler phase, but I still see, you know, you get those temper tantrums. And I've seen it over and over and over enough to go, oh my gosh, I'm just like that spiritually. I am a spiritual toddler. All right, God, you give me a word. You give me a promise. And it's going to come to pass now. Okay, okay. It's going to come to pass now. Okay, it's going to come to pass. Where is the thing that you promised me? Like our, like our expectations suddenly bubble up and we are just outside of God's timing. But God said to Abram, I'm your reward. Like the promise is good. The promise giver is better. What are we seeking? And we all do it. And we all stamp our feet and get mad because outside of timing, listen, I don't know. There's been miraculous things that happened in my life. There's been some things that we've been saved from like, like physically, like a miraculous things happen. And then, then we also have pain. I don't know. I don't. I know God. And I don't, the alternative is what? Pursuing my own path? I've done that enough. I've messed it up. I've messed it up. And probably so have you. So what is my choice to pursue the promise giver? The song's called Heart Check for a Restless Soul. Well, I've prayed and I've prayed. The scriptures don't land. Am I doing something wrong with this gold in my hand? Am I chasing the wind? Am I just giving in to doubt and fear? Yeah, Lord, here. 
Work a miracle in my heart. Sweet erosion. They say living is simple. I cause commotion. Unassuming. My fear is looming that I'm not worth much and this doubt is consuming. But to my loved ones, it only hurts, see? Since I claim the economy of mercy My wife says, John, you're easy to love Don't give in to the lies of the past It trips you up So am I full of life or am I lifeless? Get out of my head just to manifest a crisis It's the good, it's the bad, it's the in-between It's my wounds, it's my scabs, it's my silly dreams Deep down, I believe in my ability All things to all, I can move with agility But this restlessness is killing me only peace with myself gets me really free. Do my paradigms help or hold me back? Better check my lens. Cause if I'm the instrument in which you make amends, this is not a guilt trip. This is a heart check Aligned in my heart and soul And what my mind set on This is not a guilt trip This is a heart check Aligned in my heart and soul And what my mind set What about when it's not? When life is like a movie and it's borrowed the plot From a tragedy, tragically, it's all that we've got so many of my fam in impossible spots Listen, this one goes to a brother hopeless So many gifts will struggle with focus This one goes to a brother in pain Sleepless nights calling on the Lord's name This one goes to a sister at home Trying to raise a family all on her own This one goes to a sister in the dark Dealing with broken men and a broken heart We're just trying to find faith I want to know you more than circumstance Still learning to trust in your grace In my restlessness, I will still advance This is not a good trip This is a hard trip Aligned in my heart and soul And what my mind said This is not a guilt trip This is a hard check Aligned in my heart and soul And what my mindset on So what's your mindset on? Listen, life can bring you a twisted path, baby You better work it out Attitude is what it's all about So when you fall in doubt And insecurities come crawling out Listen I prayed through my darkest hours and lived through my darkest clouds. And even through this hardship now, I still want to make the sound. Life is wonderful, amazing. Hands are made for praising. Please lift them high. Recognize we need saving. And in the midst of my mess, I am making progress. I guess I'll do my best and keep pressing on. Thank you. When we say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It probably sounds louder than that. <laughs> More anguished. I think about grief. I think about these seasons of grief. And I think, what grief do you need to bring to God? I want to do a poem called Broken Pieces. That um, brings us together. What we are dealing with. And individually what we are dealing with. <clears throat> 
um, knowing that knowing that God has um, not only promised us presence but victory because of Jesus. Um, this is another time to give some space for you to just listen and be and connect. This is uh, Broken Pieces and Easter Meditation. for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace was on him 
and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53. In these moments, it's about posture, right? And where are we turning to in grief? Uh, I want to, if, if you are turning to the Lord for help, let's do a couple of things. Let's acknowledge what God is doing, right? These moments of in-between, God is at work. There are good things in your life. Uh, I think that we can, I think that we can be big enough to handle both the good and the bad, the things that we're struggling with, the challenges that we see and know, and remind ourselves that God is at work with prayer and petition and thanksgiving. Present your request to God. We can be still and connect with God. Find those old verses, those old songs. Remember your first love. When I met the, when I met the Holy Spirit, when I encountered with the Holy Spirit, I was 16 years old. The very next day, I remember the place I was staying. Kirk Franklin was playing. I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way. My life is in your hands. I sang that last night. I put that on on my drive home uh, from hanging out with some friends and just tried not to cry on the 401. Just listening, remembering, connecting. Be still. Be still. And maybe simplify. Maybe cut some, maybe cut some things out. What do we do when it's so busying ourselves? Right? We might need to simplify one step at a time. Listen, I got five kids, a job, a wife, this creative pursuit. I got things. I got things. I'm juggling things. I don't want to ever be strong enough, have the big shoulders enough, or grow enough to outgrow a daily dependence on God. And maybe we need to remind each other of that. My last song, I will save, I will save the long story and say this when we are being still, when we're connecting, when we're maybe cutting out, and return, returning back, maybe, maybe. I've heard this. If you don't know what God is saying to you, you haven't heard the Lord's voice in a while, go back to the last thing that was said. God continues to tell me in the trauma-tired and the busy parent and the trying to get a bunch of stuff done, God continually, consistently tells me to sing, sing, sing. Write the music, sing the songs, listen to the voice of the Lord where there's constant I'm, when I'm blessed, the Lord gives me a song in the morning to sing through my day. Sing, 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 sing. That's what I get constantly. Just one word. In 2017, I wrote a song uh, that chronicled that you care, and it was birthed out of this, I don't know, this uh, the Psalm 22, basically. I don't know how I'm going to get through this season. I don't know how I'm going to get through this day. And this one line came up. Or this, this chorus came up. I know that you care for me. I know that you care for me. Even when I fight to get my way. Even when I fight the urge to pray. You care. That is to me watching toddlers and recognizing that I am one. Alright, now we're gonna sing truth. And, uh, y'all are gonna be singing this too by the, by the end of it. It's called You Care. Let's, let's, uh, let's sing together. I know that you care for me. I know you care. I know that you care for me. Even when, 
Even when I fight to get my way Even when I fight the urge to pray You can't See, miracles occur every day I'm patiently waiting for what the Savior say But lately it's been quiet and cloudy Like faint and haze My senses can't make sense but faith remains To set my sights on hope, I'll take the danger pay Sometimes life feels remote like danger bay My body's breaking down Am I made this way? Star Wars making rounds and a brother is afraid to pray Change the way I see today, it's a process And to be honest, I've been locked into a Loch Ness Only obsessed with knowing its ways Throwing days in dismay is making me a hot mess Well, God bless the child who is unsure Knees slow to bend in penitent posture God grant your child the strength to endure I'm sidelined asking for a place on the roster still I know you care for me I know you care I know that you care for me Even when I fight to get my way Even when I fight the urge to pray You care Worse than peekaboo, this is Psalm 22 A child searching for Abba like, Daddy, where are you? This is the Israelites, emancipated and furious Can't see the next step, vision corrupted and curious Impatient cause waiting games only seem to take your power A confusing delusion that you can do it better I'm David penning prayers for a merciful answer Transform this hurting man into a childlike dancer And let me sing Let me sing Hey, hey, let me sing for me Even when I fight to get my way Even when I fight the urge to pray If you cut it now, sing along with me I know you care I know that you care for me I know that you care for me Even when even when I fight to get my way, get him away, yeah. Even when I fight the urge to pray, you care. Thank you. Can I invite the worship team up? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you promise us presence. Thank you for your care, the same care that wept with Mary and Martha, the same care that provided compassion on those that society uh, deemed unlovable. We ask that you would meet us here in the power of your spirit, provide us care, and let us know of your presence. May we feel your presence in the midst of whatever we're dealing with. We thank you that you are a God that can take our emotional honesty and authenticity. And so we bring ourselves to you. We cast our cares on you because you ask for them. You ask for the weary and the burdened, our, our, our tiredness and our burdens. So we pray that you would um, send us forward, propel us forward, 
um, where we where need be, or sit and be still. Uh, we do it with our posture fixed towards you in the midst of whatever we're dealing with. We trust you, and ask that you would um, uh, ask that you would bring us your care in Jesus' name.